Welcome back, everybody, to Down for the Count, your favorite wrestling podcast. Um, Alexis, and with me tonight is Tiff, Janae, and Nicole. Has to work, unfortunately. Has to work. Have to work, unfortunately. And Alexis apparently doesn't know how to speak proper English. Uh, <laughs> but besides the point, Tiff is here with me tonight. We got a full uh, show for y'all tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about AEW's Forbidden Door. Um, Nicole was actually lucky to go to Blood and Guts. Shout out to Terry for helping her out to get in the show because her car's acting oh, up on her. They, they had great seats. They had amazing seats. Uh, if you guys want to see those, if she did take some pictures while she's there, if you want to go to check out our Twitter, she's got some of them posted there. Um, we're going to wait till she comes back to talk about Blood and Guts. But we're going to give a quick rundown of Forbidden Door. Um, we are going to be a little serious in this episode. We are going to talk about what happened uh, with Roe versus Wade being overturned, how it it's basically affecting all the women talent that we have seen on Twitter speaking out against it. Uh, Jackson Riker, I will never call him by his real name. He will always be Riker with three Ks to me. Uh, we're going to talk about his dumb ass and he thought that he was really doing some slick shit by posting something about Becky Lynch um, and the Logan Paul situation. So if you guys don't want to hear about after we talk about Forbidden Door, we completely understand because this is going to be a very heavy episode. Hopefully next week is, is a little bit more on the lighter side of things. So what will be? I mean, we'll, we'll cover um, Money in the Bank next week and I'm going to do the recap for Money in the Bank um that's gonna go up tomorrow so don't worry and i'll do a recap for great american bash that way everybody's caught up we all know what's going on and it'll be a lighter week next week it won't be so heavy hand to god we hope they don't do anything stupid and we end up having to talk about it so we can only hope um but we are going to start off with some cool news that we just found out we don't know if anybody else has covered this or not uh but bianca belair is once again breaking everything um lounge fly and wwe are finally collaborating with each other and they are putting out a special edition bianca belair est backpack with matching wallet that is due out in july of this year now it is not being sold directly through uh through lounge fly's website I think it might be on WWE Shop Zone, but if you type in Bianca Belair and Loungefly, uh, you'll see it. It's awesome. Tiff's already wanting it. <laughs> I'm getting that bag. Fuck that. I'm getting it. <laughs> it's, actually, it's really cool. And like we said before, this is the first time that WWE and Loungefly, I think this is the first time WWE has ever really done anything with like a major designer like this. If I'm wrong, um, I apologize. But not only are they doing this the first time with Loungefly, the first person they're using to get their face out on Loungefly merchandise is Bianca Belair. Period. And that is, fuck, like that is amazing. As they should. And I never <laughs> want to hear anybody ever say Bianca, Bel uh, Bianca Belair does not deserve everything she gets because- Motherfucker, thanks. Girl worked for it, so- I'm going to have to explain to Daryl why I'm about to spend like almost $80 on a damn bag. <laughs> if y'all know about Loungefly, we've been sitting here going through their website for like 
an hour now before we started recording. Oh shit, and that Loki bag is cute. I didn't get to see it. Isn't it cute? Fucking dope. It's got horns. Yes. As you can tell. Oh, they got a haunted mansion one. Okay. See, this is why y'all need to help us out. Let us know what you want to hear so we can start making money. So now I can feed into my lounge fly obsession that I didn't know I had. Okay. So, you know, I need I need this stuff. Um, but you know, this this is a very big deal. Very proud of Bianca. And uh yeah, so suck on that, you know. <laughs> I love this. I think that it is fucking dope. And it is her insignia that's on the bag. It's her lip. You know what I'm saying? That is all her. So it ain't nothing that WWE branded or came up with. That is her brand. Because we all know Bianca's gear, when she first started wrestling, she had the big lips on the on her chest. And then they would be all over her gear. And every mm-hmm. now and then she'll switch it up and change it up. But that is Bianca's signature. And that shit is dope that she got this deal with Lounge Star to do that. It's the best. And the color for it is nice. They got a nice... Um, holographic iridescent purple color then the lips she got it shaped that's the mm-hmm. actual shape of the um wallet it's so dope i'm gonna post this on our um on our instagram because shout out to don because he's the one who um who sent it to us so big ups to him but mm-hmm. now my husband's probably gonna be mad because i'm spending money i ain't got I I gotta I gotta think of something to convince my husband because now they got a fucking night on Balrog backpack with the fucking oh my and God. they got a Jason they got a Jason one they got a trick okay focus Alexis like come on now. but yeah so hey, but for Halloween I, Halloween bags they got Halloween bags they got Disney bags but for our world that we're in we're in the IWC so they do have this collab with Bianca hopefully if that goes well. We might see more collaborations, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's cool. I, I'll support anybody who's worthy of the support. And Bianca is well worth the support. And so I just thought, I'm definitely buying this fucking bag. I'm buying it. And I just, I just thought about it. When you said this was on brand for her, this does look like something she would wear as her gear. It, yeah. It looked, like, it looked like a gear she's had. It looks very close to her WrestleMania gear. Her WrestleMania 37 gear. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And that's so, like, I'm just happy for her that she got the deal. And I'm happy that Bianca is, is being recognized as somebody who is, who is an unstoppable force in WWE. She's champion right now. But even when she won a champion, she's widely popular. And as a Black woman, and I hate to keep saying that, it is very hard for us to be able to at least be on the top of the mountain and stay there and still have, like, she got a lot of grace and poise and she's Mm -hmm. very humble because if I had to go through what she went through with them taking that belt off of her the way they did, oh, it had been hell to pay with me. They labeled me all types of difficult and aggressive, but Mm -hmm. she kept her cool and kept her shit together. So God bless her (laughs) because I would tear people up. She a better woman than me. That's all I got to say about it. And I just, I have a feeling, I have a feeling if they came up to her and they're like, look, we want this to do this with Bianca. 
the girl designs her own ring gear. She does her and Montez and Dawkins ring gear. Yeah, you know every time she's like there. And you know she's like, well, if you're doing this, I'm gonna make sure you do it right because this is my name you're putting out there. Correct. So yeah, I, fuck. That's I wish it was just we could talk about this all fucking night. They like have if y'all the Sanderson sisters back. I want the doc. Uh, it's just my wish list. I want the ball rock one, and then the Princess and the Frog, Doctor Facilier. It glows in the dark. It has the tarot cards. I need this in my life. So if someone could please send it to me, that would be, this is why I need a fucking sugar daddy. I need him to pay for college and this fucking bag. I am floored at how cute this bag is. Are you kidding me? This is a, that's cute, right? Wow. And the trailer for Hocus Pocus 2 dropped this week. So at least there was some serotonin in this fucking Right. So now, unfortunately, we got to talk about we got to talk about some sad shit. That's why we just wanted to start off something with a light foot. And this is where it's going to get Well, let's get let's get AEW for Big Door before we go into the heavy stuff or at least go into the shit that we don't care about. Um, okay. let's, let's get let's get that out the way first. So, Forbidden Door was this past weekend, okay? And from what I hear, a lot of people who watched it were very pleased with Forbidden Door, okay? Forbidden Door, to me, is a bit of a catch-22 because you have to be into New Japan in order to understand the people that you're watching. And I think that's the trap that AEW falls in. And while there may be a lot of people who watch New Japan, there are not a lot of casual American fans who watch New Japan regularly and know about the New Japan stars over there. So when guys like Jay White and Will Ospreay come over and you're doing a pay-per-view to a wider audience, yes, they're going to bring in their fans from New Japan and wherever else they wrestle, but 90% of the time, well, not 90%, I put it more at like 55% of the fans who watch don't really know who this guy is, right? Mm-hmm. So right. there's a lot of selling they're going to have to do to entice people to purchase this pay-per-view. They're diehard core fans. They're going to watch it. The wrestling fans of the IWC who enjoy New Japan and wrestling as a whole they're going to pay to watch it. No problems with that. But I'm talking about those fans who watch it because it comes on TBS every week. They need to understand why they're watching it and what they're going to get out of watching it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So while the Forbidden Door is a, is a brilliant concept, it's a great idea. To me, it, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have gone with New Japan because New Japan is fine. I'm saying that as great as it looked on the surface, I think that they need to consider first letting people into that audience, giving them some, you know, I don't know, I guess you could say some time to get acquainted with some of the the Japanese stars before you just thrust them into pay-per-view battles because nobody's going to understand or know why this is happening. They're just like, okay, this is a match. It's not going to entice them to watch. At least that's that's my opinion. 
Well, that was also one of the reasons because a lot of people were saying that there was no buildup, which there really wasn't. They are just um, kind of, I don't want to say throwing stuff at the wall to see what would, what would stick or not, but they are just coming up with stuff and there was really no, there was really no buildup. It was just like these matches are happening. Um, right. This, this pay-per-view was also plagued by a lot of, a lot of injuries. Uh, yeah, Brian, it was heavily, heavily injured. Just about um, two or three yeah. of the people who are participating were injured. Um, it was supposed to be Brian Danielson um, went on against uh, Zack Sabre Jr., which I think would have been a great match. That would have probably been worth the 50 bucks right there, to be honest. Um, I, I'm not a huge Zack Sabre fan, but I have seen his work. I think he's a great wrestler. Um, but Danielson was out due to a concussion that he got at Anarchy, of the, Anarchy at the Arena. And then, um, and this is no offense. I thought it wasn't a concussion. Um, I heard it was a concussion. From my understanding, the injury was something else, but they were keeping it under wraps, but it wasn't, they said it wasn't a concussion. And I don't know, there was like at least two or three pages who made a point to say that it wasn't a concussion. There's still people saying it was a concussion. So if you're saying... We're, okay, so strike that. We don't know why he was injured. We don't personally right, know. Right, there's no so, he's injured. Yeah, so we don't know what the hell was going on. Um, so, and then there were two talents from New Japan. No offense to them. I am not going to even try to pronounce their names because I don't want to mispronounce them and insult them in any way, shape, or form. So I'm not even going to try. Uh, one of them, I believe, was injured. <laughs> And then the other one had a fever and he was not allowed to go due to, well, him having a fever and travel restrictions still being placed due to uh, COVID. If you have a fever, right. you're not allowed to fucking fly in the right. city. Um, but, you know, there. if we got the results, we'll go through them real quick. And then um, when Nicole well, comes back, on. she'll talk yeah. about her experience of blood and guts. Yeah, and um, I'm just going to give you guys the, the results, and I'm going to try not to butcher the Japanese wrestlers' names, because, I mean, no disrespect, it's just difficult for me to pronounce some of their names, okay? So I just want to make sure everybody knows that before I start getting, like, you know, messages like, you fucked up his name, like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> well, I didn't even try, because I don't want to offend anybody, so. Okay, so there, there was a buy-in, of course. AEW, one thing AEW does well is their buy-ins and um, they make it so that it's everybody on that it's always a match on the buy-in that everybody wants to see but more specifically there's matches on the buy-in so it's not like wwe where you're sitting there watching almost like a pseudo espn show before the actual show which i really wish they would stop doing that i don't give a shit about what booker t or king cares about the paper i can get less than a day if they did that for like 15 minutes you know, like the last 15 minutes of the show, they sat and gave their, you know, their point on who's going to win, who is fine. Fine. Don't have a problem with that. It's a full panel. Or if they did it in the middle of the pay-per-view where they like took a small break, you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. they're sitting there and they're like, yeah, guys, we just got done. This The first half of the pay-per-view is over. What do you think? That's cool. I don't have a problem with that. What I have an issue with is sitting there listening to Booker T. I don't mind Rosenberg. Like I don't I don't mind him. I don't mind um I don't I don't mind Kayla because she's just doing her job. But like yeah. 
Booker T and fucking King are annoying, and and you already know who they're gonna pick. Like, I don't mind JBL to be honest. I know JBL could be a piece of shit sometimes, but at least he's realistic when he talks about the show and he talks about the wrestlers and he's talking in character wise when he talks about it. like Booker T just gets on my fucking nerves and um and I don't care about King and I, I just want to see some matches they have plenty of people back there to put on a decent match before the show like get people's asses in the seats and put on the match what are you doing yeah, and like last time I watched a um, AEW pay per view, I don't remember which one it was. Fuck, but when they had their buy in, they had like what three or four matches. Yeah, and they were at least that buy in was an hour or so, at the least. So they're tr- at least they they understand the people just want to see wrestling, and I'm fine with that. And that that is one thing that they do very well. So I just wanted to make sure I. I'm giving them their props, okay? Mm-hmm. So the first match on the buy-in was Aaron Solo and QT Marshall versus Haruki Gato and Yoshi Yoshi Hashi, okay? Gato and Hashi are the ones who won that match. Obviously, I, I have no idea about much of these rivalries or the matches at all, but I know that this pay-per-view had a ton of tag team matches. It was either eight man or a six man tag team match like it was a lot of matches like that and I was just like damn like you know they don't have no one-on-ones like it was very few one-on-one matches but outside of titles everything was like triple what was like either fatal four-way fatal five-way six man tag team eight man tag like 90 percent of the matches had at least two to four people in the ring at one time uh-huh it just it just is a lot. But anyways, um the next match was Archer, it's Lance Archer versus Nick Homo Roto. And Lance Archer was able to pick up the win in that match. And then the, the third match on the buy-in was Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee versus um I can't say his first name, so I'm gonna say his last name. Kamaru and El Desperado. And Swerve and Lee picked up the win in that match. And then on the final match on the buy-in was Max Caster and the Gun Club versus Yuya Mora, Alex Coughlin, um, the DKC, and Kevin Knight. So many people. I don't even know who half these fucking people are. That's what I'm saying. And okay, so Caster and Billy Gunn's team picked up the win in that match okay um on the actual show it started off with Guevara, Jericho and Suzuki going up against Kingston, Yuta and Yumino and Guevara, Jericho and and Suzuki picked up the win in that match um in this tag team title bout this was a winner take all match and it was for the IWGP tag team titles as well as the Ring of Honor tag team titles, okay? Mm-hmm. So you had Roppongi Vice, United Empire, FTR going for the tag team titles. It was a triple threat. And FTR ended up winning the titles. They retained their Ring of Honor titles and they also got the IWGP tag team titles. So they are dual champions now as we speak. 
Um, there was a fatal four-way for the All-Atlantic Championship. This is AEW's new mid-card title outside of the TBS Championship, or the TET Championship, I'm sorry. And you have Pac versus Miro versus Malachi Black and Clark Connors. From my understanding, this was a very good match. A lot of people really love this match. Pac is the new inaugural All-Atlantic Champion. All right, that's the title that has all those uh, flags on the front. That I, I'm, I'm going to keep my opinion about that title quiet. <laughs> that's the title, and that's the one that um, Pac won. So good for Pac. I mean, he finally got a belt. Getting uh, <laughs> he's there. I mean, I mean, he is. I mean, he's wrestling, doing what he wants. He seems happy. He's still there. Um, the Bullet Club went up against dudes with attitude. So. The Bullet Club consisted of the Young Bucks and um, I think, hold on. I can't see who that is. The Young Bucks and El Fantasma. That was the Bullet Club. And then you had Dudes with Attitudes, which was Sting, Darby Allen, and Shingo Tagaki. Okay? Mm-hmm. They were the ones who went up against each other in they call themselves the dudes with attitudes and they're the ones who want. Okay. No comment. <laughs> the dudes with attitudes one. Okay. Thunder Rosa took on Tony Storm for the AEW Women's Championship. And Thunder Rosa did retain her title, thank God. Um, Orange Cassidy went up against Will Ospreay. The rumor was that Orange Cassidy was supposed to debut a new um theme he was supposed to have a new entrance song for them mm -hmm. and he didn't debut it. he came out to his same music i don't know what happened or why he didn't get his new music maybe it wasn't cleared in time or it wasn't ready but he did not debut his new music people were upset because they really want to hear it but it seems like um what he, was the theme he song? clearance for it i don't know because i love like the one he comes out now to uh, the Pixies, so. Oh. Fucking well, I, don't know what I don't know what he's supposed to come out to, but he teased something on his Twitter, and a lot of people were like, he was going to get a new entrance. So, and he didn't. Um, he came out to his normal theme music. They say that this match was very good as well. It got an A rating, and he went up against Will Ospreay for the IWGP US title, and Will Ospreay ended up retaining and winning. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. went up against a mystery opponent. It was released via the dirt sheets that it was going to be Cesaro, as we like to call him. His name is Claudio now that he is a part of AEW and no longer a WWE guy. So Claudio debuted in Brian Danielson's place. And a lot of people really love this match. He came out to his indie music, which is Return of the Mac. I did so not that know is, that was his theme song. In the it Indies. is. That it is. is fucking hilarious to me for some reason. <laughs> That's what he came out to, Ben. Like, my, my husband's looking at me like, are you serious? Yes. <laughs> That's the song he came out to. Stop. I'm not, all right. I'm, Claudio, how do, you, how do you say his last name? I know it's like Claudio Castor. Castor. I don't know. All I see is ravioli, and I don't want to be disrespectful, so I'm just not going to. 
We're just gonna call him Cesaro or Claudio, whatever comes I'll out. I'll call him Claudio. See, I can do that. I just don't uh, want to attempt it, and it's not right. <laughs> he's, he he looked. He I saw him come out. He looked fucking amazing. Like he looked happy, and I was happy. I'm like, as long as he is happy, I do not care. I don't want anybody to be anywhere that they don't want to be. I want them to be happy and make decisions that are good for them. And I like the fact that AEW exists because people can finally have their own thing. They're not concerned about being stuck in WWE because they don't have to be. Mm-mm. You can move and go to different places. You can go to NWA Power or MLW or Impact or go to AEW. You can even go to Japan and wrestle out there and you can do just what Finn did and AJ Styles did and show up later in life and not have to worry about trying to be wrestling anywhere else because you already know your worth. You're you getting paid and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all that matters is you get your check. Like put in your work early. So when it comes to your later years, like in your late 30s, you don't have to be concerned with trying to have a have a moment. You've already had plenty of moments. You feel what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So I'm happy that Cesaro is happy. I'm glad that he is there. If he's happy with being there, let him live his best life. I am disappointed that I was wrong though, because I really wanted him to be the guy that Max um Dupree was gonna debut as his his model, right? Yeah, that would work. Right? I really wanted that to be the guy, but he's not. And if it's gonna be fucking if it's gonna be Mace, then I'm gonna cry because it's it's that's worth it. I feel like that was like you did all of this shit just the day you fucking mace. They 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 love him for some reason. I don't know why, but whatever. They don't love his sister and they cut his sister before she can give it get out the box. Mm. Oh my god, this, not to cut you off, but I'm looking at this one website that's selling lounge fly. They have like little gingerbread fucking backpacks. Oh my god. I can't I can't look at it anymore. I can't. Okay, Jared, not- he's, already, he's already gonna kill me. <laughs> I keep sending him the Oh my god, I'm gonna send you one more because I'm gonna convince Daryl this is at least the one that I need. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm happy he's I'm still blown away. He came out to all songs, fucking Return of the Mac. He came out to Return of the Mac. He did. So I'm just like, okay, Cesaro or Claudio, like, what's up? Like, all right. <laughs> I love it. But I'm glad that he and he picked up the win against Zack Sabre Jr. He actually beat him in this match. They say it was a very good match, which I'm not denying because. Cesaro, as we like to call him, was one of the best workers in the WWE. He's been pretty solid as a wrestler. The only thing with him was that it was difficult to place him because he he didn't really have much of a personality. It worked when he was a villain, you know, because it's not it's not hard to be an asshole. You know what I'm saying? But when you have to be a face, there's a certain there's a certain swag you have to embody. And if you can't do it, then it's gonna make it look as if you're not ready, you know, to be a part of the game. And we all know that Cesaro has been there long enough to know what's going on. Like, Cesaro was a staple. Nobody ever thought in any capacity that he was going to walk, but he did. And I'm I'm glad that he's happy. If he's happy, I'm happy. So congratulations. I hope it works out in your favor. I hope Tony Khan isn't doing things stupid because we all know he's known to do stupid shit. 
Mm-hmm. Was acting a little weird after the fucking. Anyway, I just hope uh, I just uh, hope everybody's happy and everybody's getting what they deserve. That's all. We're gonna move on to the rest of these and then we'll move into some more news. So, white. Jay White has put up this IWGP world title against Adam Cole, Hangman Adam Page, and Okada. So this was a fatal four-way for the IWGP world title. Jay White is the current holder of that title, and he defended it against the three other guys. Um, according to the rating for this, it was very a very good match. They said that um, they had some good spots in this match. Um, but Adam Cole was super kicking a whole fucking match, and it was a little irritating for some people, but for the most part, it was a very good match. Cole and Paige have good chemistry. They worked well off of each other. Okada did well, and of course, Jay White did great, and he retained his IWGP world title, um, and we're going to move on to the final match, which is Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. And this was for the uh, the AEW World Heavyweight Title, and um, John Moxley is now a two-time AEW champion due to the fact that um, CM Punk is injured and not capable of wrestling with a broken foot. He now had to. Well, he didn't vacate. He just temporarily is sitting out until he heals. There's an interim champion, which is Moxley for now. And so that's that. I didn't expect them to give the belt to Tanahashi. It was pretty obvious um, that, Moxley, that Moxley was going to get this belt. Whether it was a good match or not is irrelevant because I feel like you should have put somebody in that match that you could have had a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a swerve like, ooh, maybe they could get the belt. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of told a little we, we knew, like, and this is no offense to Okada. I think he's one of the best in the business right now because I have seen some of his work. Right. There, there is no way because I just, I just, I don't want to get off topic, but here's the thing. And we've talked about it with Janae and Nicole. I don't understand this interim, interim, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Interim. The, interim bullshit is what it really just comes down to that, damn <laughs> well no because wwe's never done this if you're injured and you can't work because they do that they thing where it's like they're like you know if you're a little banged up they're like okay cool you know what we'll just have you cut promos for a month and you know you do your match and if you haven't gotten any better we'll you know put the title on them but we got to build this up you know, or they would do a tournament or some shit like that. They just don't be like, well, we're going to have something just for you, someone to be like a fucking placeholder for you till you come back because I'm not trying to be a ride or die for Moxley, but like, what if something happens to Mox while Punk is gone? I mean, I, I understand. Do they do they have a backup in case something happens to Mox if he goes they didn't down? They have a backup for CM Punk. I mean, you gotta. I mean, they have the plan for injuries, and I know that even WWE doesn't have plans for injuries like that. You know, like because right. that was just a freak accident. So it. 
I'm not saying that they were wrong to put the belt back on Moxley, but I feel like they could have pulled the trigger on somebody else who have been waiting in the wings to be champion, even if it's just for a small amount of time. Give them the opportunity to be champ. You know, because there are so many other people in line now to be champion. It's like, if once CM Punk is done doing what he's doing, you know eventually Cole is going to get that belt, uh-huh. right? So it's right. like, you know where these belts are going within the next year or so. You know how this shit is going to play out. So why not give it to somebody else who hasn't had an opportunity and isn't in the front running to be champion right now? And, and then it goes back to the whole uh, fucking scoring thing. Because, again, all of a sudden, because Mox won seven in a row or something like that, he automatically became, like, the guy. And I'm like, what? So you're telling I don't me like all it. I got to do is win seven matches in AEW and I get into the title contendership? Is that what you're fucking telling me? Bullshit, because Swole was was number one contender for months, and they never pulled the trigger on Swole, ever. Mm. Girl, you know why. It's trash. Like, you can't make it work when you want to make it work. If it's a rating system, keep the rating system as it is. Let it roll. Why are you structuring it so that it works out in your favor? If you got new people coming in, they're going to work their way up the ladder just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's not there. Like, you uh-huh. literally let them level. It's like you level grinding. You know how, like, you play a video game and you're like, I'm not strong enough to beat this monster, especially when it's okay. open world. God of war with the goddamn Valkyries. Right? So you have to go and you have to go and fight all them weird-ass monsters all over the world again to keep building up your level until you can go back and fight. That's exactly what they did with some of those people who came in from WWE. They sent them to Dark, had them on Dark for over a month. Then they stacked their shit so it looks like they won all these matches, see? So they were able to go on the show and, like, challenge whoever the fuck they wanted. Or they came in sight unseen and immediately got a um, title shot. That shit is not fair. That's what happened with Adam Cole. Adam Cole showed up, he won one match, and then all of a sudden he got a title shot against Hangman. That's what I'm saying. It, it it makes no sense. And it's like, people are going to be like, oh, well, you guys are e-drones or whatever Rico said that they call. But it, it's just like, no. Because WWE can at least throw something together real quick. I've never heard of them having some sort of standby champion. And, like, I think AEW is the only company I've ever seen do this because they did that shit with Sammy when they made him TNT champ when Cody was injured but all he was gone for like two weeks was filming his show that he was doing and then he came back and then he came back and then there's two titles and then they girl i don't i don't know it makes no sense and i just googled it so according to google a broken foot or toe which is or foot may take four to six weeks to heal fully however in some cases healing time can be as long as 10 to 12 weeks so he's only going to be gone for like two months? Yeah. Maybe a month? Month and a half, tops. Okay, so they could have just let him not be champion. Like, <laughs> you could have had him vacate the title and he could have came back and... Or he could have kept it. You could have just had him say, I'm injured, but I'm going to defend it in 30 days. Right? Like, am I fucking wrong? 
No, and they could, you know what? They could have done the fucking old school thing where he got jumped in the fucking back. He's incapable to wrestle because they're all about the kayfabe over there, even though we know it's not real. They could have had him jump in the back fucking parking lot. You could have had a fucking tournament. You could have had, you could have had something. This shit, this shit ain't cutting it. And as a Mox fan, I'm going to say it. He's done jack shit to get that title. Come at me. I don't fucking care. Why hasn't where's why hasn't Eddie Kingston gotten a title shot yet? Hmm. MJF's at home. You fucked up with that. Mm-hmm. You could have had Punk versus MJF part two, because that feud at least had something. True. Not gonna lie. But but y'all that you know when fucking Court Bauer who is known to be ruthlessly cheap, fucking came out in an interview and said, yeah, MJF said that he deserves more pay. We talked. He explained to me why he should get paid more and the way he explained he it. He paid more. He, yeah. he said, I'm one, of the, he, he's like, I'm one of the best workers you have here. Dynasty was one of the hottest fucking groups at the time when he was in MLW with Hammerstone and Holiday. Like, miss me with that. People were buying MJF shirts, like, left and right, man. I mean, I would like, disagree. Yeah, fucking deserved it. But, you know, you fucked up, so he's sitting at home still getting fucking paid, and he don't fucking care. He's got a hot-ass girlfriend. Like, you think he gives a shit? Now, what Chris Jericho says that he's at home not getting paid. I don't, I don't know. It's just, and I'm just like... So who's telling the truth? I don't trust what fucking Jericho says. I still want to know where Jericho was on January 6th. Stop. I want to know where he was. (laughs) I know your wife was there, Chris. Where were you? No, ma'am. Where were you? Where were you? She's horrible. The public wants to know. Where were you? So... We gotta move on because there's one more AEW thing that I have to talk about. So Kenny Omega did an interview and he was talking about his recovery. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure I get it right so I don't misquote anything. I and... think it's great with the recovery on it. So I mean, okay. good for him. So he was talking about his rehab, um, and he says that. Um, I'm going to read it straight from some of these um, the dirt sheets. It says, AEW superstar and former world champion Kenny Omega gave his fans an update on his rehab during a Twitch stream for CEO Gaming, where the cleaner discussed how painful the treatment had been, and if he had another setback, he may be done with rehab altogether. Um, he said that he said, and I quote, if I get another major setback, that's it. That's it. I'm done. I can't do this ever again. Two times, three times a day, really painful rehab, not even knowing what it's going to be like when I get back in the ring. I have no clue, and it's really scary, actually. Um, he said that there were some unrealistic expectations put on him. He said, hey, you see how people, you see people, they come back to the ring, and you're just happy to see them back. There's a different kind of expectation put on me. And I think that anything less than that 
then what they are expecting, which is already unrealistic, is going to lead to a lot of ridicule, which is what I get every day anyway. He said, you can probably understand and imagine how difficult it is, struggling twice, three times a day, trying to get things to work that maybe never worked before and trying to reroute things in your brain to get around the things that aren't going to heal. People think Kenny is hurt. He took time off. Snap your fingers. I come back and I'm 100%. Life doesn't work that way. Bodies don't work that way. Athletes don't work that way. It's very difficult to formulate a plan and execute it. So we'll see how I do. Essentially, he was just explaining how his rehab was going and everything that he had been through and really how he feels. Now, I give Kenny a lot of shit mostly because of how he acts and some of the things that he says. But when it comes to injuries, I 100% agree with him. And it's, I don't have any expectations on anybody's injuries. The way I see it is you come back when you're ready. I'm mm -hmm. not going to request for you to come back just because I want you to come back. I understand that everybody heals differently. All bodies are different. And the way that your mind is can also affect your healing as well. If you are not mentally ready or prepared for what you have to do to come back in the ring, that is going to affect how your body is healing itself. Yep. The mind and the body are a tool together. You can separate them, true enough, but when one of them is off, then the other one is going to be off as well. So, Kenny, I would highly recommend that you go get some therapy first. Um, and that's not no shade or me trying to make fun of you. That's me being dead ass serious and actually, you know, listening to what you're saying. I wouldn't give a shit about what anybody is saying. My reaction would be to go get therapy so my mind is where it needs to be so that I can do what I love. And if I cannot do that anymore, then I need to figure out another avenue to be a part of it, which is what a lot of people have done. He also was talking about his, um, his what he planned on doing if when and if he comes back. And his thing was he wanted to focus more on storylines and not just pure wrestling, which leads me to believe that when and if he finally does come back, he will more than likely give you a storyline for somebody. It may not be for him, but he'll start to be more hands-on and creative than he would be, you know, actually wrestling, which I am all for that because I like my wrestling with a storyline. I need a reason to watch it. I don't just want to watch matches out the blue. To me, there's no end to that. Exactly. When you're a champion, you should have a feud with somebody, and it should be something that's long-term, not just a one-off match every single week. That is why your champions are getting injured. That is why people are down. That is why you're sitting up here trying to figure out how to restructure shit, because you're losing superstars left and right. You can't do that. You've got to condense this shit down and get these people into storylines. That is the best way they're going to learn how to be on the entertainment level when it comes to wrestling, rather than just being like, well, we're professional wrestlers. Yeah, oh but you get God. your ass on television, and what if they see you on TV and they're like, hey, he's a pretty good wrestler. Oh, he talks really well. Let's see what he does in an audition. You can't hack it because you're a professional wrestler. You're ruining opportunities for yourself. AEW is on national television. That's, that's national TV. Hell, we're trying to find, we're trying to bully a channel to get fucking impact back on on normal TV right now. Okay. Join okay. the bullying. Like, let's get impact back on TV. Like, you don't we understand. You don't we understand 
that an indie wrestling company being on primetime TV in 2022, that's a fucking shit. I don't even know what to say about that. But, like, Kenny sounds like he's actually really mad, which he has every right to be because I knew, like, the second anybody of, like, that star caliber goes down, like, look, look at Sasha. A perfectly good example is fucking yeah. Sasha Banks. When anybody with a high star caliber goes down, fans start harassing them. When you coming back? When you coming back? When you coming back? Kenny had been working two years straight with nagging injuries. And he kept putting it off till something happened and his body's just like, dude, no, no go. I'm shutting down on you. Like, like that's what it did. I think he has every right to be angry because leave him the fuck alone. He's got shit he needs to take care of before he goes back there. He's getting older. He's not the young guy he used to be. So back the fuck off. I agree. Like, let the guy... Like, I would just... I, I know the forums existed back then, but could you imagine in 2022, remember when Triple H went out was like his ACL blew out on him on the yeah. match. Yeah. And that's one of the scariest like fucking pictures in, in wrestling period because it's an ACL. You don't know how you're going to be when you come back from that shit. Yes, it is. Could you imagine? But he did come back. If, but could you imagine if we had social media back then, how much Hunter would have been hounded? When you coming back? When you coming back? When you coming back? Bitch, he is literally on the operating table right now. Shut I remember that. Up. Like, yeah, and like, if social media was as bad as it is now, oh yeah, yeah, them wrestlers would have lost their shit, one hundred percent. Yeah, like Stone Cold blowing out his knee. You think he wouldn't have been so nice to people back then? Hell no. He been cussing people the fuck out. Like, re- like, and that's the thing. It's like when wrestlers go, someone's here. When wrestlers go uh-huh. down, when wrestlers go down, you need to respect them that they are injured. They need time. Kenny was working two years solid back to back, having three titles, and he was injured. And he has every right to get angry. And if he is taking this time to realize what he needs to do to keep AEW afloat or at least try to improve it, Good for him, because that means he's sitting back and he's watching it, and he's like, okay, this is what we need to fix. This is what we need to change. That is what someone needed to do from the fucking jump. I agree. So let him get angry. Let him do what he needs to do. If this is his last time he's putting the boots on, he'll go out on top as one of the best indie talent to ever fucking grace the planet. But let him be angry. Angry Kenny Omega sounds awesome. Not douchebag Kenny. Angry Kenny. Like, fucking speak your piece, dude. I don't have a problem with him saying what he said about the fans. I feel like sometimes because you are, you have access to people, you assume that you have access to everything. And you fans are very difficult to deal with when they're on their social media. They're constantly hounding you. They have no respect for your personal life or what you're trying to do. All they care about is what they want. Mm-hmm. That's all they care about. 
And that's where the line is crossed. And it's like, you can't expect a person to be mentally okay when they're already struggling and trying to keep themselves together personally. They have to deal with the internal demons and then they have to deal with you. That's not fair. I ain't the biggest fan of Kenny Omega, but goddamn, leave him alone. Let him figure out how he's going to be able to come back. When he comes back, you're going to cheer anyway. So why do you need to know what he's doing and where he's going and how this is going? Let him figure this shit out. When he gets back, and if he comes back, he'll let you know. You'll see him on fucking TV. It's not like you're not watching it. Jesus. It's so rude. It's just, uh, I just know, like, when he first went down and there was a picture of him sitting up next to his game, like, his gamer setup, man, I got so fucking jealous of that shit. Like, it was nice. And I'm like, all that overclocking that's going right now, like, because, like, when I was in class for hardware and software, like, all my brain was like, okay, so he's using this dim and this RAM and this and this shit. <laughs> I have no idea what any of that is. I barely, I, I barely passed that class, though. Shh, I know the names. Don't. <laughs> I don't believe her. I believe Alexis knows everything. She laughs. But, yeah, it, it, he looks like he was having fun. But, like, and you know what? If he sees this problem in AEW, that there needs to be more storytelling to go along with the wrestling. Again, this is something that someone should have been doing a long-ass time ago. And if it takes one of your... I guess investors because he's like he's part partner right or something like that I don't know any I know he's one of the EVPs or at least he was I mean it's if you're gonna take a guy like Kenny Omega and he's at home taking notes and he's like you know I just picture a fax machine getting like pages and pages and pages of like notes from Kenny Omega not a fax machine I I do it I would fucking I See, if I was a wrestler that was injured and I had my boss's fax machine number, I would be fucking with them like every day. I can't. Just, just to do. <laughs> I can't with her. Well, we talked about AEW's Forbidden Door, and then we talked about Kenny. What's wrong? Kenny. Well, Kenny was um on a on a live. Doing a live with one of this one of these gaming um, sites had him going live and he was talking about his recovery and how rehab was really difficult for him and how some fans are not giving him his space and he said that if he has another setback in rehab that that's it he's not going back and um, he also was talking about how the fans don't really, you know, respect the fact that he's, you know, struggling to get through this. It's very hard and he's getting bombarded sometimes. There's messages about when he's coming back. He's like, it's this high expectation that is, you know, put upon me. And I, he said that nobody really considers the fact that maybe you should give me a little bit of slack. And he's right. You know, I don't, I don't give Kenny Omega any shit. Um, until he said something stupid so but he was right in how he feels he just wants to be able to to try to get himself together and let it be what it is and don't expect anything other than that don't put any heavy expectations on me because he's like everybody thinks I get injured and then I'll come back and then boom I'll be back in the ring 100% he said the world doesn't work that way 
the body doesn't work that way. He said, I, I'm going to have to need time to get myself together. And he says, I think that I'm going to focus more on creating storylines. And I was like, hell yeah, you should have been doing that from the fucking beginning. But if that's what you want to do, cool beans, whatever works for you. I heard about that briefly last night when I was at the show, but I didn't really like pay attention to it. So I was so exhausted because we got there for dark. So we watched dark and then obviously we were there for dynamite and we watched rampage. Mm. That's a lot. So how long were you actually there? Like we were there over three hours. Oh, oh hell! So probably closer. Call. Honestly, probably closer to four. We were there. Um. So just like a recap, Tony's on something, and I know we like make those jokes, but like the most unhinged thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Um. What was that video I, you sent my, us about him? Kicked in, so I'm going to be all over the place. Um, so basically he was like yelling about, he was like, the crowd was crazy though. That They had a really good crowd. I don't know if anybody watched live, if they could tell, but like that play, it was a, it was a really good crowd. So, but also I think, which I didn't know this, um, Excalibur is from Detroit. Hmm. Uh, so is number 10. I like him. And I don't remember who else. So there was like three people on the WrestleMania card, uh, not on the WrestleMania, on the AEW card that had some type of connection with the city, which is, you know, great, good to see. Um, but like, so he's, his speech was like basically, you know, how they basically rented out Little Caesars to have the show because pay 10 basically pay ten thousand dollars to rent out little caesars for the show because little caesars arena don't really do big concerts and shit like that anymore there Hmm. like they used to um they either keep it it's mostly used for hockey if anything um but yeah they don't do really like concerts and shows all like that at little caesars anymore they try not to um and basically how he wouldn't be here and wouldn't be able to bring us this such great show if his father didn't believe in him and let him and invest all his money into him and gave him all his money to start this um company shit you not really swear I have to ask her. You'll have to tear because I didn't get all of that. I was so flabbergasted that he said it that I did not get. I, I actually, I might have gotten some of it, but I was just so shocked. I didn't get a lot of that. Terry has almost that entire speech for trading. It's a job. Listen, so yeah, he has most of that footage. I do not. Um, shout out to um Jamie Hayter, she was behind us for most of the show. Hmm. Oh. 
Shout out to my, Matt Seidel, who just, like, randomly sat next to me while, like, literally the first, like, 10 minutes of us being there. Um, wow. Where our seats were, like, we weren't on the floor, but we were, like, right there. Y'all had some good-ass seats. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you were, like, right there. So, and also, it was, like, and behind, and, like, we were, like, we were, I think it is, I don't know if it's considered camera side, it, it is, but it's not camera side, but it's the side that the cameras are on. So, like, a lot of, so we were, like, right by all of the production stuff. So that's why I was looking at, and so, like, this is what I was fascinated. The production is a mess. The sound was fucked up for half the night. Ugh. Um. Mm-hmm. Shout out to whoever is y'all's timekeepers girl because she was on top of it that whole time. She was there literally throughout Dark, throughout all of Dynamite, and throughout um, Rampage. So shout out to the timekeeper girl. Um, Timekeeper girl. Love that. I actually, and I also love seeing a timekeeper that's a girl. That's awesome sick lovey so i think we were and we were like behind like so we were behind the baddie section like we were down like down that adjacent like that's me so we could see the baddie section someone's children there's four of them someone said they think they thought one of the kids with was ethan pages i don't know but you know you can always tell like some kids or some wrestlers kids mm-hmm yeah, like they looked like some wrestlers kids. And then they all had and then all of them because at first I thought they were fans, but the way they were just like hanging on like the guardrails and I was just looking, I was like I feel like these are someone's children. And then they had like a lot of the same shirts that a lot of the crew had on, which is smart, which I'm glad they did that obviously mm-hmm. so they can so they can be easier to find cuz you know right. I don't, don't cuz don't trust people. You're right? But, um, yeah, it was just, like, it was just cool. So I was, like, really looking at that. So I was, like, that's why I was kind of so distracted for, like, the first, like, 10, I want to say, like, 30, like, 30 minutes. I was, like, very distracted because I was just so busy. Like, I'm just so fascinated. Like, I'm just so fascinated with, like, the inner workings on of, like, like, just seeing, like, the production people and the fucking ring crew that poor ring crew had to completely had they had to get lift up the cage and then they had to lift um then they had to get that whole ring back ring both rings back in order sanitize this i saw this poor man who was literally spraying the um side the side the one that daniel garcia was bleeding all over and hanging upside down on he was like he was like sanitizing it <laughs> I was like this poor guy so wait a minute they didn't even have the mechanism where they just lift the cage up there were like actual people lifting it up no like they had the mechanism to lift it up but it was like they were like cleaning it as they were like trying to like lift it up and then also having to switch out both rings because they were taping rampage right next to it and then there's thumbtacks everywhere half the padding was ripped off the corner which i was very annoyed by for the for the ring crew because they didn't even fucking do anything with it i said why were y'all ripping this shit up you didn't even do a spot on it 
Damn. So I was very upset for the ring crew because I know because someone down like a like a row of, up me and they're like, I know they fucking lying did all that to leave that for the ring crew. That's fucked up. I was very, very not happy about that. Uh, shout out to my section for cheer for the ring crew when I was. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like I did. I was cheering them. Them. I swear I cheered for them. Who else fucking random? I screamed for Regal. Like screamed. And everyone's like, like Claudio, whatever the fuck his name is now. They're like, Claudio, I'm like, and everyone's like and I was freaking out I love William Regal because everyone should know by now I love I love British wrestling obviously one of the goats of British wrestling is William Regal um Mm -hmm. so I was insanely ecstatic I yelled there was like three people that I was like three or four people the numbers about like four people like I was insanely ecstatic to see one of them, one of them kind of surprised me though. So it was obviously how I popped so hard for Eagle. My mm-hmm. second one was second one was Jade. I feel like duh, like Jade, like I like got out of my seat. Um, and the, who else? I might have been five actually. And then the other one was, um obviously yeah ricky starks duh the ice (laughs) screamed i was like ricky literally literally. (laughs) and like i can like i can like see his face i can see his like i can see like his like him sweating damn girl and i was like oof and then I was like, and I was looking okay i was looking at the security guard i said i don't think he could run that fast <laughs> we were I, I was like Trey will fucking murder me <laughs> so I was like get yourself together and then I I took a sip of my drink and I sat my ass down the oh. one who kind of surprised me was um FTR what about him I don't know like I I like was so excited when I saw them for some reason they're like I I love no and I no I I love FTR people should know this by now but I don't know for some like I was just like so fucking hype and I was like god guys I was like ew who am I and like I was I felt like I was the one person in my section like popping for weird shit but this one girl who's next to me I should have got her name was like totally on my vibe so like much like much like much respect like she like she got me like we we got each other so glad um (laughs) but yeah I don't know what it was I think it was because it's like I really like FTR and I think also it was just so cool seeing them with all those belts and it wasn't like they had all those belts because it was gimmickies because they're that good mm-hmm. so that's how I, I think that's why it popped so i was like oh i was like click those fucking belts <laughs> it was like fucking beavers and butthead like i was 
freaking out over those belts. Like, I lost my mind. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Um, I don't like, um, who don't I like? Take Conti. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I can, like, see her. And I was, look at that cheap-ass fucking sparkly shit you got on. I, I was watching the video with, with and black with black shoes. Uh, I didn't realize that they were trying to do a clockwork orange thing, and now I'm just mad. It's, it's even worse. I wish they never they never should have told anyone that. So the funny thing is, was I feel like this is a review. I'm just like I'm also very high, so this is just random assortments of things that happen at eight. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Um. It was also, so Sammy, obviously, I have the perfect video of him falling. You do? I, that is the best, that, and I think there's, like, two really, like, two other pictures that are really good, but that video is, like, perfect. No, is that, that, that picture, again, why, why did all my Sammy content turn out good? I don't even like him. Was that the picture of him, like, dead in that table, and... Who else? I got a picture of someone that's really good. You got a good Dan Housen shot, so I appreciate you for that. It was no, it wasn't even Dan. I think I have one that's better than that. I think my Hangman one, my Hangman, and uh, I know it's my Mox one, but I need to fix the saturation on it. It looks a little weird, but it's like him. You can like see him like in the crowd, and someone's holding a blood and gut sign. Oh, cool. So I think those are like my best pictures of the night, but it was just, I'm so mad at her at those shoes. That match was crazy. And I think I, um, and it was funny because we were looking at that table, like at the start or we like, and we looked at where the case was. We we're like, oh, someone's going to go through that table. That table's way too fucking big. Unless they got this long ass table. Like somebody is going through this. Like we're what? just someone is going there because so, for someone to go through it. Okay. Um, also, hopefully Santana's okay. Hopefully Santana's okay. Um, at first, because again, I feel bad because he was like he was on the ropes for so fucking long, and I was getting I was getting so irritated. And I was like, get off them fucking ropes. I'm like, you sold this long enough. And he was still hanging on. And I was getting so pissed. And the girl next to me was like, why is he still on there? I was like, you get it, sis. You get it. <laughs> he was on there for too long. Mox was up on that fucking cage for too long. I was like, get down. It's almost, I was like, y'all, it's almost 20 minutes after the pay-per-views and I said they gotta change this ring I don't think it was that long but it was like at least 10 minutes I was like bruh if you don't get off this ring I'm gonna drop kick you off of this ring that drop kick because you just look at and the stage crew is just looking up at him like get the fuck down like they got they got shit to do. I was like, Renee, get your bitch ass from back there. Go get your other kid. Like, come on now. Hell no. Like, get it coming to... down too. Like, get it, get it together. I was so mad about that. I could not. 
explain to you how angry that was making making me but no i just liked how like i it looks really it looked really good i don't know how it looked on tv because the um again i'm trying to brag because our seats were so good um but because of like how we were positioned like the screen was like straight right above us so obviously we obviously we don't need to watch the screen because we see we see it well enough um and I was like, oh, this just, like, looks really good. And it wasn't too much. Like, he, like, da- like Daniel got really, he got really messed up. But I think, and again, this sounds weird. When someone's bleeding like that, it do- even though it looks bad, it doesn't look that bad in person, if that makes sense. Okay. I just, I just know Daniel Garcia was hanging off that in part for like a oh, really long time like, i have a lot of good pictures of that shout out to him for um flopping around for as long as he did like that but it just looked like visually it looked like it just i like like the concept and i can't believe i'm saying about that about aw because their production's awful um also fix y'all gates your little guardrail gates literally are held together by like some velcro shit i know because i looked at them while they were fixing it Mm -mm. get new because someone accidentally hit the one by again you know because since it's not camera side or and they almost knocked one of them little, little girls down i was like the fuck i know these are someone's kids but damn they don't i don't know if they take it bumps like that um shout out to also shout out to orange cassidy who literally came out four times that day oh wow that night he uh he uh was in um was he in the dark no it was best friends oh yeah uh prince back yeah oh, so cool. best friends had a match on dark he came out no it was three times i don't know i saw him three times he came out for no he came out at the end and end of everything like at the end of rampage so he had he was in that match in on dynamite he had a mat he was in the battle royal in um rampage and then he also came out at the end of the night to like close out the show with Dan Housen, Hook went out for a second. I forgot who else came out to like close it. I forgot who came out to close out the evening. But no, like literally, shout out to him. Like I, I like George Cassidy, but he be out here working, sis. He working for that paycheck. He working for that. Like he like was working his fucking ass off. Why like, hasn't Why hasn't he gotten a fucking title shot yet? I don't know. I'm pissed about that so like he was literally working his ass off so like shout out to Orange Cassie like for real I can't um, believe he's only a year younger or a year older than me yep he he really in shape man he, he, um shout out person. to I like literally almost cried when I saw negative one and I don't like I just like was looking at him I was like oh my gosh and I was like oh I was like don't be crying right now i was like jesus um but like shout out to you know what's left of dark quarter matt hardy looks like shit he was there oh, matt was there 
he is is in the um battle royal or what or royal rampage is what he called it. Doesn't on, he have a knee surgery, a knee injury though? He no, they he, said he was in. Well, I mean, he was in the match for very long, um, mm. but he looked like shit. Like I was like. <laughs> I was like, I was like, damn, man, Hardy look like shit. And someone was like, whoa. <laughs> he did. He looked like shit. No um, lies detected. And then who else? I don't know. It was, it was, you know, it was like it was an experience. It was a, it was an experience. Shout out to the women. I wish there was more women's matches. I was not happy how there was only three women's matches, and I was there for well over four or at least five. go lay down I was not happy about that um Sheeta mm-hmm. is back for cool. in case people didn't know that Sheeta um no it was nice to see um the one girl she was with I can't remember her name she's all she's there every once in a while fucking fell down oh my god fucking jade is everything like like people say like some people have it like she fucking has it like she looks like a star and i know we say that like all the time like she looks like you know like on tv and shit like that they're like you know jade's star jade looks like a fucking star but i was like looking at her i was like she's like legitimately a fucking looks like a fucking star just hands out looks like a fucking star like walks like a star talks like like she legitimately needs like that whole company like they're so worried about fucking punk and all these motherfuckers I would put all my time and money in her and my company in her dead ass we've we've been saying for a while that's why she's got that TVS title because she was they're trying to keep her off of Brit for so long but now Brit don't have that title so she got to go after the women's title at this point because she's beating too many people. Hell, I feel like she, I think she's beating Thunder Rosa, if I'm remembering correctly. So, and it's like, I don't know, like she just, like she's just fucking lit. I'm very upset that I, um, that who's that, what's that dumb, what's that group? They're not dumb. Um, the Black Society, who are they? Oh, the Black Triangle. No, House of Black. Yes, because I saw this clip of their entrance last week with Julia, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's fucking fire!" I want to see that in person. Speaking of fire, them fire, them fire, um, whatever the pyro, the shit's hot. But you could feel the heat coming off of it. Yes, I. They were pretty close, so I expected her to be able to feel that. Like I wasn't like I felt like woo like a little bit wasn't like crazy intense because I was like I know if I was able to feel something all the way over here I know them fucking people's on fire someone caught on fire you couldn't tell me any difference Jeez. someone had to catch on fire because this ain't no way as as hot as that fucking was I would have passed it out literally would have had an asthma attack. So I'm like, if I can feel the heat over here, and I'm literally at the middle of the ring, like at where the ring is, and those people who are right on that ramp, the fuck out of here. 
Jesus. I would have told someone they would have had to get Tony. As you, as you go fucking get Tony, or I'm about to walk through them curtains. Tony's too busy, you, you know, you doing other shit back there. Oh, so you pick one. I said, but I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go back there. I don't whip his ass because some would have called him. My hair would have gone fire. <laughs> would you, I could not tell you how much money I would get from Tony Khan if I caught my hair caught on fire at his fucking show. He'd be going, it'd be Nicole uh, Elite Wrestling at this point. Okay. I would fire I would fire a lot of people there though to be honest <laughs> a lot of people will be losing will lose a job um oh well she's been saying that for a while she would do that so you know oh, whew, clean house y'all thought Nick Khan clean house watch <laughs> future endeavor honestly I there maybe be like 10 people I'd keep and that's pushing it everybody else got Loaded I, roster. Loaded roster. Oh, that ro- roster shambles. Half that roster would not be there. I'm letting you know that right now. I know Tay Conti would be the first one gone. Be her or Punk, I would salivate. I would I wouldn't know what to fucking do. I'd be so excited. <laughs> I said, oh my God, who can I fire first? I'm like, oh my God, I would play a game i'd be like oh my god who's gonna show up first let's play a game literally i'd be oh oh i would not i cannot wait i fire oh on the spot oh fucking love it <laughs> i would fucking love it she would relish in it she comes to be like guess who i just the let funny go. thing is I would, you know, the funny thing is, if she could wrestle, I would have kept her. I would have told her to shut her fucking mouth. I never want her to speak, and she will have a manager. Because I'm doing the same thing with Sammy. You can stay here on a very tentative basis, only because you're a fantastic wrestler. Don't fucking talk. I better not remember how your voice sounds. Someone has to speak for you. Damn. <laughs> you could just, you know, tell him to cut the shit on social media. That would even be a lot better, honestly. No, I don't want to hear him. I don't want to hear him speak. I just want to see his mouth move. And I would tell Ty, Ty, I was like, bitch, if you could wrestle, you'd still be here, but you can't. I can't deal with both. I said, I already got to keep two people. I said, the only reason I'm, so I'm keeping Allie's ass, and I know she can't wrestle, but at least she looks good. Mhm. Oh, child. And she's injured right now, so. Yeah, she's and she's staying here. It's just like, bitch, just be manager at this point. Like the <laughs> fuck. Um, butcher and a blade look really great. Um, in person, like aesthetic wise, very built. Um, Jay Lethal short as fuck. Figures. Did Joe come out? No, he did not. I would have called you. Uh-huh. They showed a promo. To, they showed that promo, so I was like, oh, Joe's here. And then, no. That would that would make me very um, sad. Andrade is very... Andrade looks like the cleanest person I've seen in my entire life. Like, there's... Oh. I don't even know how to describe this. Like, I, I don't know any other way to describe it. 
Like he literally like looked like he just got out of a shower. Like that suit was brand new. Like every like he looked so clean. Takes care of himself. Andre's fucking fine. He always has been. He's like, look, oh, he looks so clean. Um, there's someone else. I was just, I know, I like, I was just like, look, studying people. Um, Anna J's face is beautiful. I know we like say this all the time, but she serves face, like she has such a pretty smile. She is a very nice looking woman. I'm not gonna lie. Like, oh my, she's so pretty. I was just staring at Jungle. I was like, how did you pull this? Personality? <laughs> I, something. Jungle Boy is a nice looking man. Come on. And I was like, oh my God. And I know I said Jamie Hater, but Jamie, like, shout out to you, girl. Saw you a couple times. Hey, very, very pretty as well. Um, Nicole's, and- Nicole's bisexuality was going off the charts that last night. So was, <laughs> so was Tony Storm. So no wonder people go insane. Mm okay um who else right i was very happy there's some there was a dude on jobber on some jobber i don't want to call you jobber that's rude but enhancement and i need to find that video because i need to find out who that is um is that the video that you that you posted and you're like i'm looking i'm looking yeah i was like i don't know who you are but i'm looking um (laughs) Who else? Someone else looked short as fuck, and I was like, whoa. Who was it? A lot of them over there. Yeah, there's someone. I, I'll, I'll come to me eventually, but there was someone else. I was looking at said, ooh, I said, they is short. I'm like, you is short, my guy. Um... I don't know. That's it. That's that's the show. That that was that's all. I think I mentioned everything I mentioned. So, like, oh, well, how was how was the crowd? I just wanted to ask because I know. It was- so, there was this two, these two guys who, gosh, these are the people that I talk about on Twitter all the time. Like, they're the worst type of fans. Like. They want to be like they want to get themselves so over like they're just like like they kept calling like you know like they have to be different like they were booing and like chanting like Eddie Kingston some one guy was like take a shower Eddie and I was about to be like bro when's the last time you took a shower but Eddie Kingston I, gets more ass than that man does I can promise you that probably I didn't even give mm-hmm. them the gumption to turn around and give them. But they kept yelling at the young bucks, like hardly boys, hardly boys, hardly boys. So wow. actually, you might see me because they did a suck it, which I don't, Matt or Nick, I don't know. I don't ever bother to learn either of their names. Um, so Rampage, so I'm, I'm going to, I want to see if the camera's actually, it probably won't just so you can see him doing the suck it. But he, that second that he did that guy was like directly behind me but like two rows um but yeah they were just they're just so fucking obnoxious and they were like doing like a Jim Cornette chant and that's when people really started getting mad 
and they were they're like dude they're like shut the fuck up you're weird like rightfully slow so they were like you're fucking weird like shut up like Jim Cornette chant yeah that's what set people because we were all like in the area already like kind of annoyed with them but we were just like whatever like ignoring them but that Jack Cornette one just set everyone through a fucking tizzy and no one that everyone got mad um but yeah they were just like they're just fucking annoying but honestly besides that like it was like a decent crowd it was like they like they did really like they were just like super hype about the show like the crowd was like like the crowd was like lit like that I felt like besides those like idiots like the and like the, that crowd was like so lit like they were just very like like energetic like it wasn't like obnoxious like they were oh they booed the fuck out of Christian <laughs> as they should they booed no when i say they because he i know he probably wanted to say more he could not get anything they booed the fuck out of this man i've never heard someone get booed that intensely in my entire life and i'm not exaggerating but last time he said something it was something real shitty he said something real shitty again and i was like they they booed him so much you could barely we hear him on the microphone and we could barely hear him. That's how bad they were booing him. Booing him the fuck. They booed him out the fucking building, literally. Well, I literally he got the heat he That's why I really do think that Luchasaurus match was as short as it was. Damn. Oh, yeah. Isn't Luchasaurus it's like booing. evil now or something? Yeah, like, you know, the evil dinosaur. Like, oh, yeah. like, who can, like who gives a fuck who gives a fucking fuck about Luchasaurus the fuck out of- I, like Luchasaurus. I like Luchasaurus but the like fuck e- him. E- evil, dinosaur, evil dinosaur. dinosaur the fucking Barney type of bullshit is this nigga oh my God. take your asshole <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ, I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Um, It's just like, it's just that. I don't know. That's it, man. I don't even know what else. Well, hide the whole recast of... Uh... AEW are fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I want to watch the video. They booed him. It was so funny. <laughs> she is dying. Jesus. The fuck out of and I'm <laughs> sitting here and I was like, damn. And it was like that gif. I was like, damn, what did he? And I thought, what did he do to make them that mad? Like that's so bad. I was like, because he, he, he couldn't even get out some fucking. He was trying to make some Detroit joke and was like, "Oh, blah, the only good thing about Detroit is by Canada. It's not even that close to Canada. It's like six hours away. You fucking oh, fucking <laughs> Monchichi. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like he's still still mad. He's second place." 
still mad. Forever, forever second place. Hate, hate, hate to fucking see it, man. But it gotta be someone. You know, everybody can't be in one, or someone gotta be in two. You, my guy. Number two all the time. Number two. Number two. Yeah, on the number two show, like you gotta do what you gotta do. Damn. I this makes it seem like I hate Christian. I don't even have any problem with that man, but I'm just telling the truth. Somebody <laughs> gotta be number two. Him and Matt Hardy have bad clothing. <laughs> I was like, because <laughs> so, they said they're like mad. They were like, um, fucking Jeff went into rehab. <laughs> and I think it was like me tearing someone else. And he was like, well, he was like, yeah, we, you know, he has his drinking problems. And we was like, yeah, we know you got a fucking drinking problem. <laughs> 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 Dude, fucking dying. We were like, I know he, we know he has a drinking problem. What the fuck? Oh. It's not funny, but it is. All right, it is funny. It's funny because he's a fucking dumbass. Oh my god. Well, he pleaded no guilty to his DUI charges today. I so. love that for him. Well, you know, money's gonna dry up. Um, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um fuck um I saw I was so I was very upset because um Will Hobbs music is, is a bop and you know I don't like that motherfucker bitch and I was like trying not to dance to it <laughs> so hard somebody oh my god. Go-Go has literally the worst theme I've ever heard in my entire life and I was so like taken aback by this like I just kept asking people my section I was like was his as like I it's like either I have him muted but I was like I never knew this fucking song sounded like this this is so bad I was like this is literally the worst shit I've heard in my entire life whose thing is that fucking Anthony Agogos oh Literally the worst fucking thing I've heard in my entire life. Like I'm not even in WWE putting out ass themes. Ass. You ain't lying. That is one of the worst themes I have ever heard in my entire life. It's garbage. Who did that? They did not like him. They don't like because ain't no motherfucking way, dude. I forgot he was there. Like I'm not even joking. I would. That was half the people that came out. Um, who came out? I did that with Billy Gunn and them. You were just trying to be the new stepmom to the gun club. You ain't lying. I was like, I was sitting there and I was like, I was like, where's, I was like, I forgot Billy Gunn and them was still here. No, I did that with Butcher and a Blade. I forgot about them. Holy I shit, forgot they about. They showed up. Yeah, Butcher yeah, and a Blade. They were in that um, match on um, 
dynamite or whatever. Mm. Um, who else? I forgot. I don't know. It'll, they'll they'll start coming to me, but there are quite a few people that came out, and I was like, damn, I didn't I didn't know they still went here. I know that was still a thing for them. Not that they still went here. <laughs> and I was like, okay. She's a miss. We love her, though. You gotta love her. So we're gonna go. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate us on Spotify, Apple, um, Apple Music um, for the podcast, as well as the other platforms that we're available on. Please rate us. That helps get our stuff out there. And it also helps other people um, see our content. And because we're an all-female podcast, sometimes the algorithm doesn't like us too much, okay? So if you boost us, we get out there, right? If you boost us, we put more content out. That means we get paid. And that means we put out more shit, okay? That means we get lounge fly bags. Perfect. (laughs) I think AJ's going to be broke for a couple couple months. (laughs) Anyway. Don't forget to follow us on our social media at Down for the Count 19 on Twitter, the girls man, the Twitter. They're very good about that. And of course, you can follow us on our Instagram at D4TC underscore podcast. And on that note, we're gonna go. Bye. Peace up, A Town. Oh, Don't you lie to try to figure this out. Oh my I god. Am <laughs> fucking white. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs>